Yo, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, uh, welcome back. This is uh, episode four, part three of Civilian Up Until This Point. Now, I think that, you know, it probably is a little bit self-indulgent of me just to talk about me for like three out of the, oh, well, four out of the first four episodes, but a lot of this podcast is about me. You know, I wanted this to be a place where I could talk about these things, where I could uh, go into detail about these things, where I could, you know, open up about some of these things. It's really hard to put some of these stories into my music. I haven't done it successfully to this point. I might not ever. I might. Who knows? The point is that uh, I do make music and I like making music. I'm never going to stop making music. But at the same time, I want another avenue to be able to vent how I feel, talk about what I love and what I don't love and just connect with people. You know, I feel that I, I, I like talking. I like I like sharing my opinions and my thoughts with people. And I, I've come to a place in my life where I feel like I want to be a leader. I want to be a person that inspires other people. And right now, just saying that, it makes me, it just kind of gave me some chills or tingles a little bit because I believe it. Like I'm saying it and I believe it. And that's a cool feeling to be saying something as you're believing it. So anyway, I digress. This is the fourth episode of Slap Happy podcast, my podcast. I'm civilian. I'm the host. What's up? Thank you for joining me. This is part three of my life so far. Now, just to quickly catch you up, uh, fanatical golfer, eye injury, um, started writing poems, had to stop with the sport, took up the poems, started writing raps, named myself Surreal, um, won the money, Made, made the Surreal EP with Ron Francois, uh, started gambling, moved back home, got depressed, fast forward, 2012, feeling good again, about to start writing again, dope, okay, so we're all caught up, we're good, we're good, you're good, you're good, you're good, she's good, you're good, sir, you're good, over there, everyone good, okay, I got an audience, and uh, I just winked to the camera, anyway, so gets to 2012 and I start writing these raps over uh, instrumentals. And at this stage, mixtapes are the king. Datpiff.com, I'm all over Datpiff, I think. Maybe Datpiff was a little bit later. Either way, I'm doing a lot of writing over mixtapes. I'm really enjoying the idea of mixtapes. So uh, actually, the inspiration was uh, Please Be Seated. I don't know if everyone remembers, uh, 360 did a trilogy, I think, um, called Please Be Seated. These were his mixtapes where he rapped over like Shutterbug and he rapped over, um, uh, fuck knows, just a lot of like dope uh, instrumentals that, you know, and, and everyone was just like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, it was just, it was cool. It was really cool. Um, so I started doing it. Anyway, I put out a nine track EP, uh, sorry, nine track mixtape in 2012 recorded with Ron Francois and it was called Kittle Concept. Now, the thing I was trying to get out here was, Surreal was this bigger than life name, you know, ah, look at me, I'm bigger and better than everything. And uh, Kittle Concept was just me trying to be like, um, trying to fit 
trying to figure out whether I wanted to be just some dude who talked about, you know, his dick and talked about rapping and being cool and how sick I am and shit. Or do I want to be a concept? Do I want to stand for something? Do I want to stand the test of time? Do I want to inspire people? Kid or concept? That's what I was going for. Now, the content on the mixtape probably doesn't refer to that. Um, but you know, that's what I was, that's what I was trying to, that's what I was trying to say basically. So anyway, the thing is called Kittle Concept. So I put that out and it had nine tracks and I'm free and I'm doing raps over like a uh, Wiz Khalifa's Black and Yellow. I'm doing, I did a Shutterbug remix. I did a uh, Pass, Pass Out by Tony Temper. Um, I did uh, uh, She Will by Drake and Lil Wayne, uh, Airplanes by B.O.B. I did all these raps, right? Uh, I actually started getting a little bit of attention off this thing. This is 2012 and this mixtape actually started popping a little bit. So I, I, I printed up, I would spend all night, like I'd stay up late at night and I'd print up these little mixtapes. Uh, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd burn the CDs and then I'd make the, I'd, I'd had stickers, I'd put them on the thing and then I'd write all the, you know, write all the details and I printed up like stacks, fucking hundreds of stacks, spent all this money, Printed up stacks and then just gave them out. Bang, 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 bang in my local area. Hustling, 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 slinging them, slinging them. I'd like have a have, have a stack of them in my in my trunk, slinging them, slinging them. Anyway, I'd put I'd, I was working video easy at the time. I was working um like I was the late late night manager at a video easy. And uh, when I was serving people, I'd have a stack under the counter. And if anyone came up to the counter, they were young, they looked hip. I'd be like, Hey, what's up? You guys like hip hop? Oh, you do? Okay, that's cool. Well, check my mixtape. And I just slide them a mixtape. Sometimes if they, you know, I didn't get to have that conversation, I just slide the mixtape in their bag, you know, and they off they went. So I would hustle my mixtapes like that. I'd drive around at night. I'd see like big groups of like skater kids. I'd walk up, sub dudes, mixtape, 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 mixtape. Anyway, so this is like 2012. And I started getting a little bit of a rep. Uh, off of this mixtape. Not sure if it was a good rap, but I started getting a rap. People started to know who I was. Um, Oi, there's that fuckwit. <laughs> is what it kind of felt like at times. But anyway, um, I did actually get, it, it got to the point where, so this black and yellow remix of Wiz Khalifa was a song, uh, I, I, I made it green and gold. Green and gold, green and gold. It was a song, it was a tribute to Australia. A super bogan, super bogan. If you ever look at it on Bandcamp, it is super bogan. I don't regret any of it because that's where I was in my life, but it is super bogan. Uh, anyway, I put it out, started popping off. People, obviously, all the bogans loved it. Uh, got shared around on Australia Day, shit like that. And I got hit up on my Facebook page by a rapper from Melbourne whose name was da 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 Surreal. Uh, I think he spelled it with two R's and two E's. He spelled it incorrectly as well, but I think he spelled it more correctly. Um... So anyway, he reached out and he was like, yo, what's up, Toy? Um, you know, change your name. Like, you know, do you know who I am? Kind of thing. Um, and I'll, I was at the point, I did it. I think I, I I knew a couple of rappers actually because I had MySpace. So I, I knew Savo. Me and Savo connected on Facebook, uh, MySpace back in the day and a guy named Aztec, I think. Um, and then oh, Jay Druitt. So those are the three guys that I remember from MySpace days. Aztec, Savo, Jay Druitt, and uh, Surreal. Yeah. Anyway, then this other Surreal reached out to me. He's like, change your name. I was like, 
okay, well, let me think about it. I don't know. You're kind of rushing me here, G. Anyway, I did my research, found out he had been around for a minute. He was in some videos rap battling 360 back in the day. So when I saw that, I thought, you know what? Fair enough. I'm not going to fight it. You've been here. You were here before me. Uh, If I'm going to do this, I'm going to probably be bigger than you one day. So I'm just going to change my name and forget about it. I'll just let you have it, whatever, which is fine. So I went away, did did a little thinking, did a little deep diving, and I came back with the name Savillian. Savillian, a play on words, if you like. Um, and I I thought, well, I got to have a name that I'm probably going to stick with for the rest of my life, a name that nobody else has, a name that, you know, might be able to stand the test of time. And I think the main idea that I had behind it was surreal, was Whoa, surreal. Bigger than life, right? Didn't feel real. Civilian was meant to be a man of the people, was meant to be grounded, was meant to be real. More real, okay? More real than surreal. Um, So that was the whole idea. So anyway, now I'm civilian. I go and make this uh, EP with uh, Ronnie, Feels Like Now, okay? Um, He produced it all, uh, six-track EP, it was my attempt to make music like Macklemore and 360. It was very organic. There was a lot of singing. There was, um, you know, it was the first time I used auto-tune. Uh, I was trying to make pop music, basically. I was trying to make pop music. And, uh, you know, my, my rapping skills were not great, but the writing was good. The songs were all good instrumentally. And, um, you know, the production, like Ronnie's production was amazing. The mixing was amazing. Everything was pretty good apart from my performances, really. They let the thing down. But, you know, I was still in my infancy, so it is what it is. I look back on that now and I'm like, eh. But it's, it was it was me at that time, so it's all good. I make feels like now. And then I moved to Sydney around 2014. Uh, and I start working on another mixtape start working on a mixtape called Plain Jane, which is just more jacked instrumentals. And I I think a a couple of tracks that I got from people that were original, but predominantly jacked. Uh, So I'm living in Newtown by myself um, uh, with a a guy, but he was a fuckwit, a total, total fuckwit. So I kind of, we didn't really talk to each other. And if we did, it was never more than like pleasantries. Um, And he ended up being a complete grub. So I just like to say that I kind of lived by myself. So that's what it is. So I'm living there in Newtown, got my own place, um, and I work on this Plain Jane mixtape. And I ended up starting to go to uni at the time. So I'm at JMC um, Uni, uh, which is where I went to for two years to study a Bachelor of Business, um, Music Business and Management, um, uh, Business and Music Management or something like that, to further progress my music career. Uh, and yeah, I put that mixtape out and I end up putting on a party, uh, for the mixtape, uh, called Plain Jane Party, which I put together with a bunch of my friends, Dicko and, uh, RM. And, uh, it was a really cool party. Actually, there was a few people there. It was actually like a good vibe. It was really cool. Really, really cool event. We filmed the whole thing. i got like a little highlights on my YouTube if you ever want to look at that. But it was a cool night. Really cool night. Had some dope rappers there. Had Young Dreddy. Had, um, uh, I had Hardrot Singh. I had, um, oh, fuck, who else did I have? Uh, I had a bunch of dope rappers. Can't remember them all right now. It was a cool night, though. 
So this is 2014, maybe going into 2000, maybe late 2014. So I'm living in Sydney and I'm towards the end of my uh, uni degree. And around the plain Jane time, I actually uh, message, message a dude on uh, Facebook. I, I find his SoundCloud and he make he, he maketh he maketh a thing called Futurebase. And at the time Futurebase was cool. It was starting to become cool. So I hit him up and I'm like, Sup dog. Um I like what you do. Do you want to collaborate sometime? And I sent him a link to one of my songs. Anyway, because he was so busy, you're so cool or whatever, he doesn't get back to me for like four or five months. He gets back to me, he's like, yo, 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 stop, 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 stop. Anyway, his name is Curran, uh, Curtis Kennedy. And um we end up hooking up. We become friends. We start making music together. And he sends me a bunch of beats. And a couple months pass and he gets management. He moves to Sydney. He starts really progressing in his musical career. He gets, you know, um, big songs on Triple J and starts playing festivals. And he starts going really well. But on the, on the side, he's, you know, sent me a couple of beats. Anyway, I put these beats together and I end up making an EP that I release at the end of 2015, December 2015, maybe the 30th of December 2015, called Poltergeist, Poltergeist EP. Now, I would like to say that this, this moment changed how I felt about myself as a musician. Up until this point in time, just been doing my thing. Put it out, no success. Put it out, no success. Put it out, no success. Uh, marginal success. Friends and family, whatever. This was the first time that people outside my friendship circle listened to my music and connected with me and liked me, liked my music. So the Poltergeist EP, I put it up on Triple J, Unearthed, like every artist does, and no real traction. And then one day in the early new year, maybe like two weeks later, um, some, some girls that I was kind of friends with at the time Sally and Erica, they're a group called Code of Conduct. They, they, they did me a huge, massive favor. They played Poltergeist on their uh, FBI radio show where they were working at the time. They were volunteering at the time. They played Poltergeist on their FBI radio show. Out of nowhere, they just said, hey, hey, Sav, um, we're going to play the song. And I was like, fuck, thank you so much. That's so cool. And I was really excited about it. I remember just being really excited about it. Then... I get an email later that night. How Latakefu has purchased your EP on Bandcamp. I was like, hold a minute. Wait a minute. Hold a minute. That's fucking How from Triple J. How from Triple J just, he didn't just listen to it. He could have downloaded it for free, but he bought my EP off Bandcamp. Motherfucking G. I don't know if I've ever thanked him for that. I probably have, but just in case I haven't and he hears this, how, how, Latakefu, you're a fucking G for doing that. You totally changed your trajectory of my life as a musician, okay? I might have still took myself seriously, but that really gave me a little kick up the button and said, you're actually valuable. You're worth something. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, you didn't have to do it. You could have downloaded that shit for free, but you didn't, you bought it. So that was super cool. So I get this email notification, how Latakefu has bought your EP. Now, from there, he then DMs me on Twitter or something like that. And he's like, dude, I'm going to play it on, um, 
I'm going to play it on my show this Thursday night because the girls had their show on Wednesday, I think, and then he bought it that night and then the next day he played it on his show. And I was like, what? What? You're playing my show on a national broadcaster. What? Anyway, it was huge. It was massive for me at the time. Uh, Still is. I still hold that moment dearly to me. So I put that out, got played on radio. Then I put Caught Up out, which was also on that EP, um, which featured Ruku for the first time. Put that out. Uh, it got played on Triple J. And now that now I'm starting to roll. I start playing a few festivals. I start picking up a few gigs. People start knowing me. People start DMing me. People start trying to chat to me because I got played on Triple J. And it was a cool feeling. Um, but again, like in every other moment in my life up until this point, I had some talent, I had some success, but I didn't have discipline because discipline would have seen that success and gone, okay, let's do better. Let's do more. Let's go again. Let's reload. I didn't. I I rested on my laurels. And this is a common theme in my life. I rested on my laurels. I didn't work hard. I should have pushed. I had a, I, 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 I started the, the kindling caught fire and I had an opportunity to start a flame but I didn't. I thought, eh, it'll catch. And then went about my life, but it didn't catch. So I went about my life. A couple of years later, um, I'm playing all these shows. Like I, I am a musician now. Um, I, I'm, I'm somewhat of a professional, but I haven't gone to that next level. I'm playing, uh, I'm playing festivals. I'm touring myself. Like I paid for myself to go on an East Coast tour a couple of times. I put out a song called Higher Place. Um, which was super cool. Current produced that as well. That that did okay. Um, you know, but I still haven't gone to that next level. Then I put out a thing called Like That. Now, Like That at the time, I think this is uh maybe twenty uh, early twenty eighteen, late twenty seventeen, something like that. Put out Like That and Like That. Um, Like That did some things for me. Like it just leveled up. It leveled up. It did. It, it got the New Music Friday. It got all the Spotify editorials. The video ended up getting on MTV. Uh, it got the Triple J's. It got the, you know, it, it ticked all the boxes, so to speak. Um, it was good. It was a good moment in time. It was beautiful work. It was professional work. It was produced by Curtis again. It had vocals from, uh, it was, sorry, it was produced originally by Pet B. Uh, it was a, it was a slap and like future bass joint. It was executive produced by Curtis. He touched it up a little bit and got it to that finished product. And then it had some, uh, vocals by Ina. So anyway, we put that joint out in, uh, you know, 20, late 2017, early 28, uh, 2018, I think. And, and I was super happy with it. It was a super professional piece. Um, so anyway, I continue playing my shows, doing my thing. Me and the boys put out a song called Cheddar. Me, Airports and Ruku put out a song called Cheddar, which uh, kind of went a tiny bit viral. It, it got it triggered a bunch of the Spotify uh, algorithms and, and, and ran some numbers up. And that was a kind of cool moment because at the time we played a uh, supporting role to all day on a couple of shows uh, and Fundamentals. And, uh, and then I ended up playing Camouflage Rose support. Then I went on the tour with um, Curran. Uh, me, Ruku. So that, that was a kind of nice little pocket as well. There was a bunch of cool little shit going on there. Um, and 
yeah, that was nice. And then, and then me, 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 Curran and Ruku, we started writing some music together. And uh, that was basically, I'm going to say uh, late 2018. We, we, it takes us up to about late 2018 at this point. We, I put out a song called Woot Woo. I put out a song called Amen, which was a, which is an anthem um, celebrating same-sex marriage and basically speaking to, um, you know, the fact that we had the postal vote and talking about some of those ideas. My brother James had only come out of the closet maybe um, a, a year before that. Um, so it was a very fresh topic and it was something that... Um, I don't know if I should say come out of the closet. I don't know if that's technically or politically correct. My James, uh, my brother James had come to terms with the fact that he was gay and admitted, admitted it to his family only a year before that. Um, and Amen was a song that I wrote for him, basically saying like, I got you back, I'm with you, and kind of trying to rally the troops. I didn't release it to like a year Later, I oh know I released the song at the around the time, but I oh no, I released it a year, a year later. I think I released released it a year after. Um, but it was just my way of connecting with James and um, and you know, kind of sharing my uh, experience of his journey and kind of the struggles that he went through. So, um, yeah, that was called Amen, and then uh, put out uh, woo woo, then Amen. Oh, Amen, then Woot Woo, sorry. And then uh, put out a song called Pope, Politest of All Time, P-O-A-T. Um, and then basically moved to Melbourne. Moved to Melbourne. Moved to Melbourne with Ruku and uh, Curran and um, and all of our girlfriends. We all moved. We all got a big house. We realized basically that things were going to shit in New South Wales in um, in Sydney, specifically with the lockout laws, clubs were getting closed down. We were due to play at the Mountain Sounds Festival one week before it was due to go on. It got shut down because of some bullshit. I don't know the details. I'm not going to go into the details because I don't know them. Basically, it got they got they were forced to cancel the festival one week out. Now, me and my brother, we're both locals. We've got a lot of friends and family. We were due to play the main stage at like two or three o'clock. On the, on the Saturday, it was going to be prime. We were so looking forward to it. It was going to be such a huge day for us, um, for everybody, for the Central Coast, for the owners. I know the owners quite well. I know a lot of people involved with the festival quite well, and they were forced to cancel a week out. And that was devastating for the music community of the Central Coast, and, and especially for me and my brother. It was devastating for us. We are really looking forward to it. And that was kind of the nail in the coffin we decided at that point that um, Sydney and, and New South Wales was not a place that cared about musicians or artists, and we wanted to come uh, try our hand at uh, creating or being creators down in wonderful Melbourne. So Ruku, current civilian, we picked all up, put, picked our shit up, and we basically moved to Melbourne, and we moved into a big house together in Parkville, and we called it The Coop. Um, and yeah, we had, we've been living here for the last 12 months now. Um, and you know, we've released some music, uh, Pope, I think I released Pope just as I moved down here or maybe a month after I moved down here. And then, uh, two months ago, so about 
10 months or 11 months into our stay in Melbourne, I released a song called Wondering. So that's my latest release. And that is my musical journey up to date. Um, there's a little bit in there about some other stuff, some gambling, some, you know, some trauma, the trading I talked about a little bit. I'll go into all that stuff in detail when I talk about more specific concepts around those. But I thought I just wanted to give you uh, a bit of an understanding of, you know, who I am and where I've come from and what I've done and just a little insight into myself. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, there's something in there for you. Even if there isn't, maybe you just fucking find my story interesting. I don't know. Um, I feel like in this episode in particular, I've been just talking. I feel like I've like, how the fuck is talk? How does Joe Rogan talk for three hours? This is crazy. This is only 28 minutes. And I feel like I've been talking forever. So I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to exhale. And I'm going to say, thanks for tuning in. My name is civilian. This is slap happy podcast. This is my fourth episode. So I've done four now. A lot of them talking about myself, but you know, got to set that framework, got to set that groundwork. I will talk about more specific and detailed stuff and more interesting stuff in the future, but here's four episodes to date about me. Suck it. And uh, I hope you like it. And um, if you don't, let me know. If you do, let me know. Tell me. I want to know what you like. Um, And yeah, just communicate with me. I'd, I'd really, really appreciate that. So Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Civilian Slap Happy Podcast. Everyone stay safe and uh, look after yourselves and look after each other out there. And um, thank you for your time. Cheers.